This is MJ Acosta from the NFL Network, and you're listening to Lemon City Live. What's up? Fresh is our turn, baby. Alright, Lemon City Live is brought to you by Magic City Highlight. Magic City's 2020 season started May 1st and will run through the end of November. For now, the court will stay closed to the public, but you'll still be able to watch all the games in real time on YouTube on the Highlight Channel. If you need a sports fix, we highly recommend that you check it out. The Highlight Channel also has a ton of other original content to help you understand the game, get you more familiar with the players in the league. Just go to youtube.com slash highlight channel spelled j-a-i-a-l-a-i channel it's free to subscribe and you'll never miss a moment of the action all right there we go guys all right um yo this is it we made it to episode 199 this is like the i lost count of what episode under quarantine conditions but man um we 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 have a I'm excited to bring back a friend of the show, a friend of ours here. Oh, I'm, I'm a little loud. Hold on a second. I'm getting a little feedback. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to bring back a good friend of the show's here, man. Uh, the one, the only, Brandon Tobin from 790. What's up, Brandon? What's up, fellas? How's it going? All right, man. Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Thank you for having me back. Much appreciated. I had yes, fun sir, man. So looking yeah. forward to it. Hey, man. Hey, you're you're our first ever guest on the Friday Happy Hour show. So I know. Put him up. Put him up. Put him up. Put him up. There you go. Everybody. <laughs> yes. Man, you want to be there, bro? <laughs> oh, go big or go home. Come on. <laughs> so I know this is like one of the best honors you've ever had, right? But <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> so tell us. Uh, I saw you're drinking Yuengling. Right. Is that your, is that your uh, drink of choice or your beer of choice? It was the uh, the choice of where I was like, oh, if we're going to do a happy hour, I need to go grab a six pack from the gas station. And I was All like, right. <laughs> sounds good. Let's do it. So, uh, good. Been, I've been trying this whole like wine thing because, uh, you know, they say that you should drink some wine when you grow up and whatnot. Uh, but, yeah. you know, it's uh, none in the house. Uh, as of right now, and uh, I just I was like, let's just go with some some beers for 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 this uh, for this little show. That's what's up, man. I mean, wine isn't bad, you know. Antioxidants, right? <laughs> Good for you. Right. <laughs> I, I legit have a minor in hospitality. I took all those wine tasting classes when I was at FIU. I I, I, I just you know yeah, the yeah. scent of brick and you know the tannins and this, I, bro, they all tasted the same. I have no palette for wine man i'm the worst at that man i'll be 100 percent honest oh 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 Edwin out here looking like he just got off the show set yeah so to explain the wardrobe choice today um you know we we said we wanted to do happy hour we wanted to uh to really make it feel you know like like some sense of normal is of back. yeah you know what i'm saying so I've been living in a world where every day feels the same. And this, I've been in this Groundhog Day. If you follow my IG, I've been posting the same picture for seven weeks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's quarantine day all over again. Yep. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to try my hardest to make today feel like it's really, you know, like I just got off work. I'm loosening up the time, rolling up the sleeves here. I got a drink. I got my buds here. We're going to talk some shit. It's going to be fun. So I, I'm really trying to get into character here. You know what I mean? So I like it. I, I appreciate uh, the Achilles right away notices that uh yeah I never wear this I haven't worn shirt and tie in 
Oof. Um, it's been a hot I, second, bro. It's been a while, man. Yeah. Hey, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to stand up because then you're going to see how much the shirt is kind of, you know, snugging up on the wrong parts here. But uh, just know, man, I, this is what I do for the show. <laughs> All right. I like the dedication. <laughs> yeah, man. So, oh, Rachel, cheers. There you go. Cheers, Rachel. But um, but yeah, man. It's uh, let's see. We got oh, we got some more, some more people. Everybody's Iris with a little cheer. Yeah, there we go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. See, Yamil. Yeah. Oh, Yami. She knows what's up, man. Yeah. Those classes were pretty dope. I'm not gonna. I even took a spirits class where like one day was strictly vodka, another one was strictly tequila, and that one I enjoyed a little more, but. Man, I'm telling you, and I had, like, my, my wine teacher. I don't know if anyone here uh, or if Yami, uh, when she took the classes, I took them at FIU with a guy who looked like Doc Brown from Back to the Future. Oh, man. He, he was, awesome. Dude, he was legit obsessed with wine, and he's like, oh, and he would talk. And it was it was an interesting class, but I'm, I'm not going to sit here and lie and pretend that I know anything about wine, man. Like, Riesling, I don't know. It's all, it all, it all tastes the same to me. Do you, so, think, do you think he's a guy who like respects that, like all the athletes who are making their own lines of wine or do you think he like turns his nose up at that stuff? Dude, that's a Ooh. good question. I, uh, does he, does he scoff at D Wade? And do the, yeah, <laughs> man, you know, that's, I wonder, I wonder, oh, crack open a bottle of Chianti. There you go. I think I said it right. Uh, Chianti, pretty sure it's Chianti. <laughs> Chianti. <laughs> <laughs> it tells you how much I know this show. But, uh, yo, I actually um, found out recently a lot. Now you mentioned this wine thing. There's a lot of guys that are into this. Yao Ming is a big wine guy. It's a big yeah. thing in the NBA now. Everybody's yeah. like, once you get past, like, a, I think like once you get to like your late 20s, nothing's <laughs> not cool anymore and you become a wine guy. Like Jimmy Butler's super into wine. Wade is super into wine. Mm -hmm. you know like there's a certain age demographic like you're not you're not supposed to go out anymore you're supposed to just stay home and drink wine so i was uh i was listening to an interview with john sally mm -hmm. and he was talking about how he also has his own winery but it's all like uh vegan wine because supposedly they use some sort of animal products when making regular wine mm -hmm. i don't know but and, and he doesn't do that it was pretty interesting john sally is an interesting motherfucker man that's out there <laughs> That guy's way out there. He's a great character, man. I, yeah. I wish Tyler was doing more stuff. You remember from uh, from Best Damn Sports Show, period? Yes. yes. Yeah. That I thought was he was doing that. Like, John Sally's just kind of up and up yeah. and down. Just doing, wasn't John that. Cruck on that show, too? Crucky, wasn't yep. he on that? John Cruck was on that show. Uh, oh, Tom Arnold, right? No. Tom yes. Arnold was on that oh. show. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. dude, uh, is it Chris Rose, the guy who's been, what the hell's that uh, guy? He hosts a billion things. He hosts NFL Network now. Yeah. And, he co-hosts with Kevin Millar. I can't remember what the hell his name is, but he's he's still in the game. I but forgot about that show, wow. man. That, I always man. thought it was a cool concept, but I'll be honest, I, I never got into it when it was on. I don't know, just never got around to usually watch it. Yeah, usually call it like during Marlon's rain delays. <laughs> up. Dude, that's true, man. The Marlon's rain delays. I hadn't had one of those in a while, man. But yeah, those are those are interesting mm -hmm. back in the day. Yep. But man, yeah, Isaiah Thomas is another one who's who's a big wino and and but not but he has like his own line of wines. And Yao Ming is like this huge manufacturer of Yao, I think it's Yao wines or Yao Ming wines. It's like the name's yeah. not very creative. It's like his name. I don't know if it's his first or his last name. But he uh yeah, he's a big I don't get it, man. I I, I know Wade's got somebody mentioned it here, the Wade seller, I think he's got his own line. Yeah. Um, Right here. Oh, 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 I just don't drink it. That. 
Nice. Wade Rose. I don't, I don't ever, I've never had Rose. I Look at that. I mean, you, you gave him a street, he gave you a bottle of wine. That's kind of right. That's, that <laughs> we did this interview with him. I've only, you know, gotten one sit down with him. Mm-hmm. That was kind of thing. Like he, he gave people a bunch of, a bunch of media members bottles of wine. And uh, it, was, it was funny because he actually gave, he gave, uh, at the time it was me, Leroy and Beast doing the show. And somehow he gave me and Beast a bottle of wine, but forgot Leroy. <laughs> and it was like a very, it was, just a, it was a funny but very awkward start to the interview because Leroy was like, "Yo, man, where's my wine?" <laughs> <laughs> he just, got, what do you? Oh man, that's awkward, yo. You're like the guy out. He's just waiting. He's like, "Yeah, I'm sorry, you didn't make the list. Better luck next year." <laughs> <laughs> was this, uh, was this oh, before or after uh, Dwayne Wade Boulevard? Because I know yeah. he gave you love for all that. It was it was before it was before it was right after it started becoming a thing uh, when I first did the tweet and he commented on it and people were really into it. I think I had done like an interview with the Herald about it, but it was before I made the video because I actually shot video that day with Goron to like do the div, uh, give Dwayne Biscayne thing. So I hadn't I hadn't really upped the ante on it yet, but he knew he knew that I had started the whole. Uh, the whole campaign, if you will, if, if, if it w- w- was uh, barely a campaign at that point, which was cool because he was uh, it was his, it was last year and he didn't do he he can't he wasn't sure if he was coming back and uh, he didn't do any one on ones at media day other than our, our show, which, you know, was technically a three on one, but he hadn't done any exclusives. To anybody he was gonna do one press conference and that was it. And uh, I kind of just threw a Hail Mary out there with the media department. And uh, and he said, yeah. So I was very thankful that he did that. That's awesome, man. You Aaron Rodgers the shit out of that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, seriously, man. That's some, hey, I can, man, shoot your shot when you got it, man, right? You know, <laughs> you had the opportunity. But, uh, man, you've, uh, I think the last, since the last time uh, the three of us sat down and, and talked, man, you've, I mean, obviously quarantines happen, but you have i gotta hand it to you man you have found a way to to keep it interesting and what i'm getting at is that tua song that you did the other day was so money i was walking around (laughs) singing it it's like okay i mean that's like next level thinking and, and 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 just visioning man how do you where did you come up with that uh that's just kind of like with all the parodies like you're just kind of uh I don't know. Like you're you're uh you're you're going in and, and just like I, I heard the song it came up probably on like my Amazon. I was like, <laughs> I just like Ooh. just say it to yourself and then you know once I have a concept for a song and I do a parody, <laughs> lyrics I can I can I, I I will come down I could probably write the lyrics probably in a good 15 minutes because you know I always have a basis of where to go with it. Yeah. But I have noticed that like um they just a lot of people listen a lot more people listen if you make it a music video these days yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, i actually uh i went to uh i i went online to guitar center because i told uh i, I hit up my boy slim because I, 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 I did the vocals here i wrote i recorded my end here but i needed slim to make it somewhat bearable so i sent him like uh i sent him the vocal tracks the in, the instrumental and all that so he makes it down nice for me and then uh, while he was waiting for that, I, I did a I, I went and got a ukulele from. Uh, <laughs> so that was a real ukulele. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's like cherry wood and all that. Although I found I found wild unnecessary because I just went to Target the other day and they had one in their section. Here and gotten it. But um, yeah, so I went and got a ukulele. I went. I have a bunch of palm trees on my property, so I went and just I, I did the close up. It kind of looked like Hawaii, and uh, <laughs> you know, just threw it on down. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Bro, I was just scrolling through, and I just see you know him playing yeah. the ukulele in the, in the tree, and he's bro. The you know you're into it, man. You're just really strong. and I'm like, yo, wow, this is you know next level stuff, man. Props, man. I don't know how. Dude, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty sure there is a category in the Grammys where you can nominate yourself. Maybe you can, you maybe you can win a Grammy, dude. You should. I think really into that. he's gonna be he's 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 gonna be sports parody gold mine this year. Oh yeah, that's yeah. good. He's he's already he's already birthed two songs, so I'm, I'm <laughs> happy to have some good material with him. Yeah. You have guys that are just naturally good for parody. Like Tyler Hero is like this. He's good for parody songs. Duncan Robinson, you just get, you just have a lot of material. Some guys aren't like, honestly, like Dwayne Wade. I've, I don't think we've ever written a Dwayne Wade song like in our history, like one just about him. I don't know what it is. It's just like, I guess he's too good because he need. Like, he's above that, I guess. Right? <laughs> I Weird. He just, he doesn't. His name isn't very musical. So, yeah. I don't know. I, man, I don't. When you said you write down the lyrics in fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. that shit blows my mind. I know Gus has done some. You know, he's got a musical background. I've never written a verse in anything, man. And I'm not going to lie. I've tried. I've sat there, pen and paper. I'm like, this isn't that hard. Bro, I don't know how you say, like, how nonchalantly he's like, yeah, 15 minutes, I wrote the whole song. And, you know, <laughs> like, dude, the turnaround time is impressive, bro. <laughs> it's just a, it's just a play because you have the lyrics from the original there. So you just kind of got to sportsify it and yeah. try and keep it rhyming within the actual song um so it's uh that's, that's kind of how it works out but uh you know having slim make it very uh musical because he actually is musical that dude's got like legit music producing credentials okay. uh, that definitely helps when it comes to producing these things <laughs> nice you got tyler hero baby i remember <laughs> oh man we recorded yeah. that apartment <laughs> You got a request, man. I don't know. It's not me. This is got to give the people what they want. There, Jamie's asking for some, man. I'm a hero, baby. <laughs> it's a weird thing. Too. I think I have a terrible voice, but you know when you know you're in love. My wife loves when I sing these stupid songs. She's like, "You have a nice voice." I'm like, "Ah, oh, thanks, man. That's, that's so sweet." Hey, is man. she, is she the one who's recording you on the palm tree with the ukulele, or you got like a production team there? Who's uh, who's helping you do that? Or is that just a tripod? Are you in tripod, a- just a tripod? <laughs> tripod, I do it at a bunch of angles, a bunch of takes. I find one that works, and uh, <laughs> yeah, like it's uh, it, it's all me. But my kids are realizing, like my kids are realizing uh, what a goof I am on some of this stuff. <laughs> uh, but it is funny, you know. I I I, I ever you know you guys know how I do uh, the the Macho Marlins man character. And I tried bringing him to Fan Fest, but I also brought my kids to Fan Fest. Okay. And they were not having it. They're just like, Dad, what is with the wig? I was like the first time I legitimately embarrassed my children. Oh, uh, you should have so dressed them up as like Hulk and Ultimate Warrior or something. I, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but I, I like, I, it was the first time I legitimately embarrassed my children. And I felt awesome. So I went, I went to the, uh, I went in, I, I did my quick little video. 
went to the bathroom, did an old, uh, you know, uh, Superman change back into the old Clark Kent outfit, and uh, they were <laughs> all right with it. Were, like walking through, like they were, they were all walking like ten feet behind me, the wife included. Everybody, nobody wanted to be with the with the with the guy with the wig. <laughs> Dude, that's legit. One of the best things you do, though, the Macho Martins, man. That's legendary. I love it. It's, it's my favorite. so much uh, fun. I think so. I think. I think you get a lot of good uh, fan response when you're at the at the stadium. Yeah, yeah, all the time. The the Marlon stuff is. I had, I had people ask me for selfies and wanted to be doing wanted me doing Instagram videos. The only people who didn't want me to be there as that were my family. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else was happy. Everybody else was like Macho. <laughs> you know. All right, so so Brendan, you're drinking Yingling, but what what would Macho Marlon man be drinking right now? Ooh. Oh yeah, be up there taking a slim jim smoothie. <laughs> Get yourself the energy right just for a baseball game. Drinking the meat. <laughs> I still have one slim jim that's just hanging here. <laughs> still the same. Oh dude, that's what's I've been waiting this year as uh, as macho with just just yeah. I just sat next to the Mons both and just eating slim jims. <laughs> what's going on here? What is this guy? Is that is that uh is Macho Marlins man like the one thing you get asked about the most now? Is that like your when people see you or is it just hey Tobin or or is it or do they go straight to that request like hey mm-hmm. Macho man like is there a correlation there? The macho man, yeah, a lot of people dig dig the Macho man because he because everybody loves him as a, as just a wrestling character in uh in in regard and uh and so yeah I get I get that a lot like that's the thing I probably get shouted out the most. <laughs> Do any of the Marnus players like? Do they know who Mar- who Macho Man is? Because that's hundred uh, yeah. percent. The guy who loves it the most is Caleb Smith. Caleb Smith, nice. uh, their their left handed pitcher. He's like he's he really likes Macho Marlins, man. He'll always like repost it if I uh, if I post something about him. But I've gotten like Harold Ramirez, Garrett Cooper, um, Miguel Rojas has retweeted it. Like you when uh, Sandy Alcantara loves it. Yeah, all, a lot of them have all given it love. I'm actually just waiting for the actual Marlins to give it love. Uh, uh, dude, yeah, it's tough. But I know, I know the social media person for the Marlins, man. Even, I, think has, I think it has to do with they don't want to, you know, the Marlins. They they they're trying to have a good relationship with their flagship people, so yeah. you know yeah. they don't want to be like, oh, the guy from 790 is. <laughs> 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 That guy yeah. in the Millard jersey's running around again with the wig, man. I know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they've they're like their Fox Sports has done like a uh, they've they've like did an interview mm-hmm. with, for their Twitter account with Minervini, who actually interviewed the old Macho Man. Like like people don't oh. know Craig Minervini, he used to work for the WWF. He used to work. He was he was a, the interviewer Craig DeGeorge. and so he no actually, yeah he like he actually interviewed the Macho Man like back in the day. Um, he was he was kind of like he was kind of he wasn't mean gene but he was the guy who uh who is all who's like who was you know did that job jonathan coachman all that kind of stuff that's pretty interesting man a lot lot of these people like you'd be surprised how many people have come through the wwe right ranks i feel like a lot of people get their their feet wet in wwe yeah man that's cool about minervini though i didn't know he interviewed me i caught a this is a story I've uh, I haven't I don't think I've told on the show, but I caught a uh, Barry Bonds baseball. Did you? He, yeah, I caught home run. Yeah, home run. Yeah, seven sixty. 
Um, and the 188, he ended up with 762. And as they were yanking me away from the, they needed to authenticate the ball and they were yanking me away from the crowd. Manorini comes up next to me. He's like, oh, he starts asking me questions and he takes me up to his boardroom. Super nice guy. And I was like, yeah, yeah the time, I, was, I was just like, hey, I watch you all the time on TV, man. I didn't know you interviewed me too, man. <laughs> what happened with the ball? Yes. Got a nice, uh, got a nice offer for it. Ended up selling it uh, through an, uh, what do you call that, an auction house? They oh, really? Yeah. All right, cool. All right. Yeah, man. So, yeah, so it, I was able to pay for all this beautiful stuff. Did here. the uh, <laughs> Did the Giants try and pry it from you? Like, did they try and offer stuff for it? No. Funny, funny enough, man. Um, nobody contacted me from anywhere. To be truthful with you, man, it was kind of I don't know if it was because of his name, if it was him, um, but no, it, there was uh, nobody reached out. Um, when I was leaving the stadium, they took me in a little go-kart underneath the seats and um, we ended up passing by the dugout and Omar Vizquel or yeah, the clubhouse, sorry. Omar Vizquel who was playing for the giants was there. He's uh, he's standing next to me and I'm like, Oh shit. I'm still a fanboy at this time. I was like, I've never seen a ball player this close. Other than when I was, you know, at like a fan fest or something like that. And I'm like, Oh shit. And he looks at me. He's like, is that the ball? Barry hit. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, let me see. And I give it to him. And I was like, he's looking at the boys. Hey, congrats. Gives it back to me. That was the whole interaction I got from the Giants. That's it, man. I was like, damn, would've been, man. would have been great if, like, Omar Vizquel was a mole and he goes, ah, thanks. See ya. <laughs> it's a I chased him down, man, you know? But, yeah, no, for sure. Um, Bite his ankles and shit. Yeah, man. Vinny, though, super nice guy, man. I still have the clip, like, on a hard drive somewhere there of the broadcast that night that's that I recorded, cool. and Minervini's talking about me. So that's, like, my little claim to fame is Minervini talked all about me for, like, a minute, you know, one time on a Marlins game, you know, but uh, yeah, man. So, but you know, you you rock the the Millard jersey, right? Yep. When you're doing Macho Marlins, man. Yep. Now, Millard, Millard, Millard you up? He's retweeted it. I don't. I don't think he knows what the. He's retweeted a picture. It was of Macho Marlins man, like looking out at Marlins Park. And he's put something like uh, that. That's a great American right there, or something like that. <laughs> but I don't know if he knows what Macho. I know people have like tried to hit him up uh, on social media. I'll, um, but I don't think he. I don't know if he knows what the characters. I would love to like be if, if like if Macho could get somehow on intentional talk. That'd be like the next level thing. I would love to do if I could get on his show oh, somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Because I love Kevin Millar. Kevin Millar was like legit uh, one of my favorite models of all time, if not my favorite model of all time. I loved his bat waggle. Uh, I love uh, he he kind he was like he was kind of like Fat Boy Sheffield, you know. Like, <laughs> was, like, Sheff, Sheffield was so scary with the bat with the bat uh, with the bat waggle. Like you know, oh, yeah. like, you know, if you were a third baseman, you probably crap in your pants. And like Millar had it too, but Millar had like. You know the the grease on his eyes. You know he just looked like a a, a slow pitch beer league softball player. Hey, 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 but hey, hey. he had a legit good season in two thousand and two. Like he was really good for the Marlins, mm-hmm. and they ended up trying to ship his ass to Japan. I was just like, well, I didn't even know you could do that. Try and trade somebody to Japan. Um, you know, so my only it was a bummer that he wasn't able to be on the championship team. But then he ended up winning the the World Series next year with the Red Sox, the first Red Sox team to like win the World Series in a hundred years. So yeah. worked out for him just fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I loved Kevin Millar. Just like, you know, fat fat boy slugging. What's not to love? Yeah. No, I, I dig I dig Millar. I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't a big I wasn't crazy about him like that, but I definitely I think he fit perfectly with all the idiots in Boston. How they called themselves the idiots over there. I'm not <laughs> calling them idiots, you know, that's what they call themselves up in Boston. But yeah, he was the perfect guy for that. 
But you recently spoke to a guy that I really, really liked from the Marlins days. You recently had uh, Derek Lee on the show, right? Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. Was awesome. he was so good on the show. I was. Yeah. Uh, I haven't had a chance to watch. I've been. I did. I was, you know, sometimes you do these, you know, you book these interviews and uh, I'm just like, you know, look, we're in a time right now. We're, we're, we're not, I don't like to think we're searching for content because I don't really feel like I've done a lot of shows in this quarantine where I've just been like, man, I really don't know what to talk about today. <laughs> I've hit that level, but I do think it is a time where you can definitely have some, some leeway with guests and like, you know, my boss isn't going to get on me about it. Um, and uh, I saw I got an email from the Marlins that he was doing that thing uh, and their new PR guy is fantastic. And I said, Yo, yeah, one of my all time favorites. I love Derek Lee. Um, he uh, and he shot he could do some time and we ended up doing it in the afternoon. That's one of the good things about doing all the work at home and, and having uh, Zoom and all that type of stuff is yeah. you're very flexible with this yeah. type of stuff. Most guys aren't doing shit. So. Uh, he was, uh, more than willing and he, uh, he was a lot of fun. We got to, we, we, we talked about the O three season. Um, we talked about, uh, the best stuff was, uh, was him talking about Brian McCann. Cause I, I had explained my disdain <laughs> yeah. and he's just like, no man, like I had him for two months, best teammate I've ever had. I'm like, no. first of all, how can somebody be the best teammate you've ever had for two months? Ridiculous. Uh, yeah. yeah no, no. Second of all, erroneous. Second of all, he's he, he's like, no, no, no. They just they do everything top notch with the Braves. And he goes, you should have him on the show. I'm like, there's no way that's gonna happen, Derek Lee. <laughs> uh, he was just he was he was so he was just you know I love those guests who will just play ball and like no, it's not so serious. And he was uh, he was so good. And I really I I like I was like uh, I, I you know Leroy was like Jesus, you're like fanboying over this. I'm like I loved Derek Lee like the uh, like you don't know man like it was uh, those 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 98 to 2003 Marlins. It's such a special group of guys, especially that infield. They stuck it out through the whole damn thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and to get to that championship, it's such a cool story, Um, but he was awesome. He was, he had some great stories about the O three team talking about them coming back from three, one, what it was like being on the, you know, the terrible teams. He talked about what it was like going to uh, Chicago, having one of his typical slow starts and them chanting for, he stopped Choi. <laughs> yeah, it's just I mean, it's because Derek Lee, you know, he was he was near MVP the next year for Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, he won a batting title, I think. Or he did. He, he did. He won a batting title with the, with the Cubs at, uh, in 05. So he was really cool. I really enjoyed talking to him. Yeah, no, well, you know how you, you can have McCann on your show, and this is how you do it. You interview him as Macho Mondes, man, and you just size him up the whole time. Would <laughs> <laughs> he be into it though? I don't know. Like I maybe he would be into it. Great guy. I feel like he'd just be like. Rrr. Baseball. Yeah, he told, you, he, he told you you're disrespecting an unwritten rule of TV right. broadcast or something, well, you know, or ra- radio show. How dare you mix wrestling and baseball <laughs> after double day? That's why I picture the interview going. Oh man, yeah, dude, I can't, I don't buy it, man. McCann is just he's he's that guy, you know what I mean? I, I that Mr. Unwritten Rules, Mr. Yeah, yeah. especially yeah. down here, I don't think. You uh, ever get yeah. a, a fair shake down here on anything? Yeah. You know? the Braves. Come on. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't. I don't have any time for that nonsense. Yeah. But I agree. Yeah, I was. I was the first. I, I was. I was the first baseman. Look, I was the first baseman on the uh, was the softball team when I was in the Navy. We won the military World Series, and I was on the bench. I was a defensive replacement because usually in softball they put the first baseman as the power hitter who can crush it. You know, so. I was just there, you know, when we were up in the blowouts. But, uh, but anyway, 
Uh, I like I've always appealed to first base, man. So Derek Lee was was my homeboy. I mean, yeah, and he was so damn good defensively too. Like yeah. he was a next level defender with uh, with his picks. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's so long. He's you know he's got yeah. he can reach anywhere. Yeah, so. yeah. reach anywhere and just had like sick hands, sick hands. And uh, I mean, yeah, man. I just I thought that guy was I thought that guy was the best. I loved I loved Derek Lee. Love watching him play. Very underrated. Yeah, he was the, the anchor there for that that infield man. They used to love was Alex Gonzalez and, and Luis Castillo. I used to get early to games just to watch him do defensive drills, man. Oh yeah, because I was like you, those '98 to 2003 teams, man. I, I I sat in those fish tank seats by myself with like a friend of mine, and we'd have the whole section to ourselves. You know what I mean? We were like, talking. To, we were talking too about this. Uh, how good was we were talking about this on? Uh, we were talking about this on on my show, and then we asked Derek Lee about this. We're like, bro. How good were the days Luis Castillo got to hit righty? Like Luis Castillo hitting righty, like it was like Mark McGuire. He was like he was like a different animal. Out of his shoes because he when it was lefty, he was in that little like little squat position where he like punched the ball over. But when it was righty, it was like Luis Castillo. He got them hitting shoes on. He was ready to crank one. <laughs> Damn. Hey, real quick, real quick, guys. If uh, thank you to everybody who's watching, man. Keep yeah. keep the comments going. We got some questions in there. We're gonna get them. We're gonna get to them there. Uh, we really appreciate it, man. Share the video. Give us a like. Uh, do all that stuff. Um, oh, this guy was on the team with me, baby. It's my boy Chris right there. Forty champs, baby. <laughs> Clutch hits, bro. That's what's up, Mister Walkoff, right here, man. I had to walk off in the semifinal. You know it. Yeah. So that's all I got, man. That's my extent of my baseball career. <laughs> I know you played. Uh, you played college or or, or or high school? No, I played in high school. I didn't. High I wasn't going up for college. Yeah. I wasn't going up for college. But yeah, bro, I, got to, I got to, I got to college. Immediately started talking shit on the radio. That was my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to do. I got to Bear University, and I was like, hey, "When can I start doing a radio show?" They're like, "Whenever you want." I'm like, "Great, let's do that." That's awesome. <laughs> and uh, I think uh, I don't want to forget Joe. You new first time listener, man. Thanks for listening. Hit the subscribe, hit the like button, man. Appreciate it. So there we go. But all right, so let's let's talk. I want, I want to talk a little bit more drinking, man. Peaked earlier. All right, I want to know top five Marlins that you would like to grab a beer with. Ooh. Uh Millar's definitely number one. Uh would definitely be number one. Number two. Number two, I feel like number two, I'd like to go like Benito Santiago. Mm. Old days. Oh, boy, that was my boy. You no, know, I loved I loved you know, thrown from the knees was a was a mm-hmm. great style. Uh so that would be pretty cool. Um I go Jorge Cantu. Ah Jorge Cantu hey. would, would be up there. Hip hip Jose or Jorge, sorry. Uh. <laughs> Uh, I go Preston Williams because I feel like Preston Williams is good on social media. He seems like he likes to interact. I feel like he's a good guy to talk to, to uh, to talk talk bleep with. Um, he's another one like I wish got to go along for the ride to the to the championship. Even though he, I think he ended up winning the World Series with the Cardinals. I feel like he won, but I would have like because Preston Preston Williams. I would have been and then number five. Anybody new school that I'd like to go with? Um, let's see. 
Number five. Hey, didn't your boy Yelich uh, chug a beer at a game once or something? At a basketball game, maybe? He did, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I finally drank beers with Yelich, though, that night. So, like, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was, I had literally had a, a whole – the only way I got through that whole crow thing was being, yeah. being drunk as a skunk. So, uh, I feel like I feel like I've done that with Christian Yelich. <laughs> uh, I think I'll go. Let me go. I'll go new. I'll go like Miguel Rojas. I'll go with a new guy, okay. like right. style. I like I like what he stands for on this team. So he'll be. Uh, I think I kind of covered a lot of the errors there. So I'd I'd be that'd be the way I would go. Yeah, I like uh, I like nice. the Miggy Rose stepped into that role just nice. You know? Yeah, but yeah. he had a really I, good season last year, man. Really yeah. good season. I like. Um, I would. One that uh, that I always wanted to have a drink with was Brad Penny, because I didn't. I think he gave made a was it the ball boy like chug a gallon of milk during the game or yeah. something like that for somebody and he got fined for it. Um, <laughs> I, was, I don't know if I told the story to you guys when I was on last time, but I, I one time got into Roundup, uh, the the, the Davy Country Bar, sneaking, oh, yeah. sneaking in with Brad Penny's entourage, like he nice. he was with the Dodgers at the time. He wasn't with the Marlins, and so it was him. Matt Kemp, um, trying to think who else was on that Dodger squad. That, that, but like a lot of the, a lot of the stars of that Dodger team. And so Brad Penny, he's like, all right, let me show you a good time down here in South Florida. Gonna take it a roundup. And so I don't, I don't probably have like a twenty dollar cover at the time. And so my friends and I were just like, yo, let's get on Brad Penny's entourage. We just rolled in with the Dodgers, saved ourselves four bucks. <laughs> nice, great. And no, uh, what about oh, thirty two double D man? That was uh, that's probably my favorite like. Twitter handle, man, dude. Still, D-trick, man. Yeah. He, would, he would have been a good one. You know who's an underrated one? Old school, Charlie Huff, bro. That guy's got to have some stories, and you know he can go down, dude. The old knuckleballer? The old knuckleballer, man. He'd probably be throwing it down oh, yeah. all night, man. Tell like, me World War II stories and all that <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Charlie Huff's still with us? He's, uh, he's still, he's, he has not yeah. Yeah, he just looked mad old back in the day, but like he's still—he's—I think he's reaching the age that he looked back in '93. Yeah, seventy-two. Yeah, man. Hylia High. What's up with that? Did you know Hylia High? Charlie Hook, man. He's a local guy. Yeah, dude. Hylia boy. Yeah, bro. Back in the day, before all the Cubans, you know. That's uh. He's the old. He was was forty-five when he pitched for the Marlins. That's and he looks seventy-two. I'm telling you, he's reaching the age now. I think it finally caught up with him. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, no, Jeff Conine. You know, Jeff Conine is like, he's a health nut, right? I don't even think he drinks beer. I don't know. You know, like, it's a weird thing with Conine. Like, I just never, I've never been into the whole, because, you know, I know that he's not into the Mr. Marlin gimmick. I've never been in the Mr. Marlin gimmick with him. I don't know. <laughs> like, I just, Conine's like one of those guys who's so celebrated with the Marlins franchise, but I'm yeah. just never like Conine, you know? I, I don't know. You. All right, I think I uh, against Conine. It's just like, would I want to have a beer with Conine or Mike Lowell? I'd, I'd like there'd be so many people I would pick before Jeff Conine. <laughs> I don't even feel like Conine would be the top thirty. I can I wanna, see that. I want to have a. Dr- I want to drink with Juan Pierre just because I feel like I can outdrink him. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's so. Because his head is tiny. Because he's, uh, yeah, he's, you know what I mean. He's a small dude, kind of. Uh, I mean, he's probably a lot bigger than me. I'm not a. I'm a small dude by regular dude standard. You feel like you, you know got I mean? a good head-to-head chance with them, you know. Exactly. exactly. I was so embarrassed the last time we had Juan Pierre on the show. I, I we were talking <laughs> about the Christian Yelich thing, and we were talking about like guys developing power. 
And so like he was talking about Christian Yelich. He goes, you know, that power is always going to come. I go, I go, uh, yeah, I, I always believed in that guy. And so like Leroy like let the cat out of the bag, and he goes, that was you. And he, was, <laughs> he didn't know who he was, who he was talking to. I was like, yep, yep, that that was me. He's like, you're the crow guy. <laughs> oh man, he goes, why would you make such a terrible mistake? Like, Jesus, he, he doubled his, his his career total. It wasn't that big. It wasn't that big a mistake. <laughs> it was now he's going to the hall of fame or something like that yeah, no that was that was a bad beat bro that was, you, you should have been on uh on espn at night with uh what's his name yeah. bad beats yeah bad beats bro totally <laughs> oh man no for real i I'm, I'm honestly just i'm kind of excited about some of these sports things going back to normal a little bit you know and totally. i'm I don't know. I, I'm I'm a big baseball fan. I'm curious to see how they're going to figure this whole thing out. Um, I know Bryce Harper po- posted out a an idea that he had on social media about. I don't have it with me here. It's, you know, factually unfactual here. That's how we do it. So <laughs> I uh, I know that he posted. Out, it was a really good thing. You got to look it up. It was it was a it was a nice um, suggestion there. But I'm curious to see how MLB is going to do it, man. Because this we we talked about this last week, which is MLB is the only sport that got. You know, this all started right when MLB, the season was kicking off, you know? Yeah, so right. I, I want to see how they, at least we got a little basketball in that I feel a little satisfied. We haven't gotten to football, so I, I'm still optimistic we can get to it, you know? But the baseball thing, man, like, I still feel like there's a chance that we might not get anything, but some days, yeah. I think, you know, it might change. Well, so. the thing that seems to be holding it up is, uh, you know, this is a situation where not only – do the players uh, not trust the owners, but it feels like the owners are trying to get one up on the players. So this doesn't yeah. seem like it's just a logistics thing. Like this is an actual money battle. Yeah. Billionaires like, versus millionaires. Yeah. Right. And the other th- with like with, uh, with NBA, we haven't really had that problem. They all kind of seem like they're on the page to get to where it's going to get. Cause they already have a salary cap. What really could the owners be trying to, you know, pull one on, but, Baseball would love to get a salary cap and the owners would love to get a salary cap. So they don't want to feel like they're conceding anything, um, but it's not going to be a great, like, you, you know, you got some real dummies out there representing, like I'm not against baseball players not wanting to get effed over by billionaires. Don't get me wrong, but like, I don't want to hear Blake Snell, you know, cross-eyed Blake Snell tell me about I'm out there risking my life, bro. I got corona. I got corona, I got corona for life. I'm like, I, one, I don't think that's true, Blake. Uh, no. Mr. Snell, I don't think that's true. And he's like, I, I've got to go out here. i got to get mine. It's just like, all right, like, look, good. Go get yours. But you're not going to win any PR battles telling people, you know, who are, you know, essential workers or furloughed or uh, healthcare workers who are actually risking their lives. You're telling me that you want to bounce 60 feet from anybody is risking their life when you're going to have the best healthcare, the best monitoring there is known to sports. Like, come on, man. Like yeah. it's, you got You got to read the temperature of things a lot better than that. And that's the problem is that you they just come across, you know, you'll have guys like that who just come across like such dummies. Yeah, man. No, the optics are yeah, bad. The optics are, are horrible. And you know, it's like you said, it's or like I was saying, it's billionaires versus millionaires. You're not going to win that. The PR battle, you yeah. said you're not going to win. You got to have those discussions and those comments and everything behind closed doors. Don't let the rest of us see it, man. You know, we're, we're out here struggling, unemployment's up, and 
It's a bad look, dude. It's a horrible look for these guys, you know? Yeah, uh, it, it, it's uh, it's a rough. And then, like, really, I really feel like if they're they're in a situation right now where I, if I were baseball and I was really thinking about where my sport is at, I would be I would be like Dana White, and I would be like chomping at the bit to go and make my sport the only visible sport going especially especially every day and to think that they're gonna you know dwindle it down to 82 games where you know if you can have guys go fight in a cage you definitely could have people play baseball and, so. <laughs> and socially play just fine uh socially distanced so I, it's a missed. I, I already feel like they've missed somewhat of an opportunity because I feel like they've already turned a lot of people off to a sport that was already turning a lot of people off just by the, the way the game is played uh, and the pace the game is played. But now you're going to go and do the thing like that, you know, made a lot of people leave it back in 94 and all that type of stuff. It's just, it, it's strange to see a sport like this, uh, which I love a lot, just continue to go and ram its head into the same problems over and over. Yeah, they don't get it. They don't, they don't. Yeah. Even if the backdrop is different. Well, <laughs> now we, we, we spoke about it last week. If baseball were to come back, how do you feel about the whole no crowd thing? Because I, I'm, I'm 100% honest here, man. I watched some of that German soccer, the Bundesliga that kicked off last weekend, and we spoke about it. I watched like five minutes of it, and I couldn't do it. It's, it's. It's too I weird feel, for you. For me, it's still too weird. I, it's, you know, um, I was I, watching the show last week. You know, I won't watch without a crowd. Yeah, I, it's, it's, it's. It's strange, like stadium, like UFC. I saw some of the fights and everything. Smaller venue, you know, I'm, I'm focusing on one thing. I, I felt like it was a little more, like I could stomach that a little better. But man, like stadiums and big places like that, that that emptiness and the echo reverberating through everything and the coaches, you can hear them. It just, it's tough I for me. I, well, look, I like it. I, there's been plenty of, I mean, I'm not even just trying to make a joke. There's been plenty of Marlins games where there's been, <laughs> Very low attendance, and I'm not even like trying to be funny about it. I just think that I think that uh, I don't think you'll notice it if the games matter. I think probably the reason that you don't want to watch German soccer is because you probably just don't want to watch German soccer. (laughs) I think if it's a team you care about, you'll be all right with it. I really do because, like, how often do you re how you know how many how many moments are it's like wow the crowd is really really into this basketball might be I, I was thinking about this though watching uh you know the last dance and i was i i do think that you know the playoffs missing the crowd is gonna be weird because i do think that that is the sport where i do think home court advantage matters the most i think that momentum energy guys getting tight all that type of stuff i think that really does swing during the postseason so not having a postseason with fans in basketball i think is gonna is going to kind of suck. I mean, you could always do like FC Seoul in Korea and just put a bunch of sex dolls in the sands like they did, right? Yeah. You only got, they only got fined like $80,000. That's not bad. And they were like a big, it was like a big embarrassment to the country or something too. Like yeah. it was. <laughs> you got to, you got to, you know, make do. What if the guy was just like, look, Amazon could only get us the sex dolls. We couldn't get the regular. Yeah. <laughs> There's a shortage of everything everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Uh, oh. Artificial crowd noise, like in Korean baseball league, maybe a difference. I, I, they're doing that there already. I have a Korean league's on when we're doing the show, so I've only oh. seen it on mute. <laughs> I don't know. How about I wanted? I wanted. Uh, I thought of this earlier while, while you guys were talking about um, the Marlins. This I, apparently in the Korean baseball league, 
the guy that's like winning the batting title last season and he's and this season is an American guy. And but he couldn't hack it in the majors. He went to Korea and now he's like winning the batting title. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel like that just looks bad for Korean baseball. Does it? <laughs> yeah, I feel like it does. As an American, I don't know. Not because he's an American. He's gonna, he couldn't hack it here, and he goes over there and wins a batting title. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think in China you're only allowed two Americans per Chinese basketball team. I think that's like yeah. you're only allowed a certain amount. So yeah. they do have you know that their their team is is majority uh, uh, a majority of Chinese players. Yeah. But um, I didn't know that. I don't I don't know who was winning the. Uh, the Korean, uh, the Korean. I do like, I do, I do like their bat flips, though. I like, I like the style. I do like that. Bat, we need to incorporate back bat flips. Gus, Gus is in that Korean uh, fantasy baseball. You know, he's definitely. I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm, a degenerate. I'm a degenerate. Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't think you didn't see it. What is a. Uh, uh, oh, it'd be like the old Nike commercial if they do the basketball. You remember that? Yeah, I can see that. But let's see. Oh, that was a great oh. moment in my life. <laughs> oh, we got to catch up on some of these comments here. Thank you guys for watching and listening and comments. You keep doing it. We'll we'll uh, go through them here. Uh, how about how I forget uh, Josh Beckett, man? That guy, that guy pounds for sure. That guy. Oh, yeah. That sounds like a great night. <laughs> uh, they said Miggy liked to drink too. Miggy, Miggy, Miggy being a uh, was was a big yeah. drink. Yeah. <laughs> well, we know that he had the trouble in Detroit too, but uh, yeah. But yeah. I think he, got, he drank to the point where, like, it was affecting his life. That doesn't sound like fun. He could be, he could be drunk as a skunk, still be the best hitter on the field. Ugh, yeah. why, why do people sleep on that, on, on Miggy now, man? Like, he had a damn triple crown season. Like, yeah. Like, that's, I don't know. That's a, I mean, he's, he's for sure got a, he's for sure a Hall of Fame career. Like, yeah, I mean, he has to be, yeah. A, a lot of people sleep on him, though. Like, he's just kind of like, just, you know, gone his way. People don't really. I don't know. I feel. I feel like it's almost a little disrespect. You know what I mean? Because the guy's earned it, man. I mean, I know the the body change. You know, you look at how he was. Uh, what was it? Um, is uh, his rookie year? What was the first, right. first ever Marlins game? He his first ever his major league debut. He had a walk off home run. I think uh, he's one of like. Uh, I was at that game. Oh, you were at that game. Oh, yeah. Against the Rays. Yeah, I had season tickets that year, so nice. I went. I saw like all the cool, all the cool moments in 03. <laughs> Damn, so wait, so wait, were you at uh, at World Series too? Oh yeah. I was at every every postseason game. Ooh. Every postseason game. Uh, you know, Pudge Pudge with the uh Pudge with the with the crash at home plate. Uh I remember actually I was thinking about this because D Lee brought it up. The three, the the game five where Josh Beckett threw his first uh complete game. And I remember thinking about because there were a bunch of you know, there there were a ton of Marlins fans there because there were a ton of fans, but I do remember I do remember that crowd being littered with Cubs fans like so many Cubs fans and they they were like you know there were the, there was a certain group of fans that were there for every all three of the games and I was I went to all these games with my grandfather and they were like ah oh, you know hey, they were so cocky they're like ah oh, you know good for you we're so happy they were like so nice they weren't dicks they were being nice they were like you, know, you got to see a World Series win for your team or, or an LCS win for your team and you know uh well you know we'll see you and you know and so they were they thought they were going off Chicago was going to go to the World Series and Oh, it just it, their hearts got broken in the worst way possible. It was great, dude. I'm telling you, out of all the all the sports teams um, growing up down here as a local fan, Dolphins, Heat, everything. Um, I think the 2003 Marlins is probably one of the most near and dear to me, and like the one that I've always attached myself to the most. 
Yeah. I, I was in, I was in, that was the year in 2003 was when I actually joined the Navy. So as that whole season was happening that summer, I was in boot camp. So I was keeping up with it through like box scores and clippings that they would send me in the mail. Uh, you, you didn't have internet or anything. So I, obviously there's that attachment. And then the, after that game five shutout, they had to face Pryor and Wood yep. uh, game six and seven in Chicago. Yep. Down three, two. Nobody gave us a chance. Mm-hmm. I was watching um, the, the game six where, um, you know, the famous, uh, the what was it, Spartan game. And I was watching that game in a lobby with a bunch of Navy guys. And everybody was a Cubs fan. There was just me and this other guy who was a Pudge Ramirez fan. So he was going, uh, Pudge Rodriguez fan, who was going for the Marlins. Like 98, 100 guys that are all Cubs fans sat there. I was like, all right, no big deal, man. I'm going to watch this whole game. You know, you guys can talk your shit. By the end of the night, it was just me and this guy having drinks. Everybody <laughs> was gone, dude. Oh, so bananas. Like, you just had no shot in that game. And then you just came back from the dead. It's one of the wildest things of all time. Uh, yeah, Chris over here, he was a Yankee fan. <laughs> so he's, uh, he, uh, he, he looks at 2003 a little differently than we do. But, um, but yeah, man, I, I think I, I think it was really, really cool that you had Derek Lee and he was sharing all that stuff. I got to go in and check the rest of it. I know he's, he mentioned some uh, Mark Redman naked stories that I've I've heard a lot about yeah. from the past. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. the thing. Mike, Mike Redman loved to take batting practice naked. <laughs> like whenever the team whenever the team was getting, uh, you know, a little, a little downtrodden, apparently he would go to the uh, – he wouldn't do it on the field. Like the Marlins had a batting cage in, yeah. in the stadium down by the clubhouse. So just go – just go all nudes, uh, swinging, swinging a stick both ways. You know, <laughs> that's got to be one of the weirdest things I've ever heard. Like, I've heard that story before about Redman. You know what I mean? Like, baseball players just taking an anecdotal poll of covering all the sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are the most comfortable with their nudity. They just, they don't care. You know, I was in the clubhouse. Jorge Cantu prancing naked through. Dan Ugla nude. Basketball, not about it. They're like, we're getting dressed in the back, not in the locker room. You guys, we'll put our shirts on in front of you people, but the pants, <laughs> those are going on back there, which I appreciate. Football locker room is kind of a free for all, but nobody wants to be naked. There's just so many people. Uh, you kind of yeah. just keep up the ceiling. Yeah, yeah before, yeah, yeah, you know, I, you know, we cover we cover fins, and you know, I've been in that Dolphins locker room <laughs> plenty of, of times, and you see you see a lot of skin, bruds. A lot of chubs. A lot it's of uncomfortable lot, sometimes. A lot of linemen. Yeah, I mean, we have we have a female photographer that used to work with us, and and before, like very early on in our Dolphins coverage, I asked her, "You want to come, you know, into the locker room and help me interview some of these guys, whatever, hold the camera." And uh, yeah, that day we just we saw way too much. It was, <laughs> it was like I saw Tannehill's balls. It was crazy. <laughs> I was like. Don't turn around unless you want to see Tannehill bear ass. Like, <laughs> yeah. no, the, the, the part that we struggle with now that's messed us up a few times is because Gus and I go in there post game and we're trying to get, you know, audio, video, whatever. Mm. And yeah, I've had to use or I've had to like alter some video because you're, you're trying to get one angle. Some guy shoves you and then you got naked dude just prancing around in the background. I'm yeah. like, fuck, man, I can't put it with Tannehill <laughs> free ball yeah. in the background. You know what I'm saying? I was like, shit, I have to scratch that one. So a little Dolphins logo <laughs> over him. <laughs> <laughs> it's just moving around. Yeah, man. Ah, bro, but but at least you know it's it feels good to to be able to talk a little dolphins too, man. I mean, we you, you told we talked about your the Tua song, but as Tua as a player though, like you are as excited as you are with the song, or are you is it like a real thing? Are you a little skeptical still? 
I'm I'm happy from for a couple standpoints. I'm happy because I feel like I've been doing the same Dolphins show <laughs> radio, which is yeah. you know you know for as long as it's been. And so I'm happy one because they have a star. They haven't had I think a star people are really excited about since Ricky Williams. Uh, I know we've had JT. JT was already beloved, uh, but. You know, this is an offensive game these days. People put up points. You want guys who can score touchdowns and throw touchdowns. And yeah, we've been doing the quarterback thing forever. And I felt like that night on draft night was the best celebration Dolphins have had in a long time. Like, yeah, you had the fleeting moment of the Miami Miracle. Uh, but I think that and I do think that that probably felt more elation. But it was just like, yes, this feels this is what we wanted and we got it. And I don't think the Dolphin fan has felt that like a plan and a wish coming to fruition. I don't feel like they've had that in a long, long time. So, yeah, I'm 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 super pumped that he's in town. I think he's going to be fantastic, uh, and I think it's going to be a fun team to talk about. I know that, uh, you know, just based on reaction of stuff, the Tua song mm-hmm. segments we talk about, what people want to hear. Like he's the guy. Like everybody wants to talk to it right now. And um Steven Ross has been a guy, you know, people hate when we talk about like oh Dolphin you know, basketball town, football town, all that type of stuff. But you know, the, the, the Dolphins had to look at themselves in the mirror and know that their town uh, had been taken generally generationally a little bit by basketball. Like football's always going to be the most popular, but not down here. Like down here, we had the worst ratings in the nation, and um, you know people are tuning into football, but it's on broadcast television. It's the only thing to watch. It's once a week on Sunday. So, do you really have a true gauge of of people vibing with what the football team was doing? Not really. Like people cared about Heat, and they want to know what moves the Heat were going to make. What whales are Riley going to go after? You know, what what are those types of moves going to be? And so, I think that for the first time, they legitimately can say, "Yeah, people." are going to care about us uh, as much in our own town as they do about whatever moves the heat do. Um, and I don't really know really what the heat, uh, what move the heat will do. That'll challenge it unless they get like Giannis, even if they get like Victor Oladipo or Bradley Beal, you have a star quarterback. That's, that's the guy in town. That's the guy people are going to be uh, going to be buzzing about. So I, I look at it from the standpoint though, of awesome. We're going to actually have like multiple things to talk about. Like that's, that's what I like from a, from a guy who likes uh, content. Like I like the fact that cool. I don't have to do 12 segments of, of whales. I could do six <laughs> of whales, four segments of Tua. you know, like you can mix it up, but it just makes it a lot better. Cause it's just more interesting. So yeah, man, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, it's going to be a lot of, it's going to be a lot of fun. And you mentioned Giannis. Hold on. I got to ask, man, do you, I, you said you penned these songs real quick. Do you got, a secret Giannis, Giannis song, like stored away, like just you know, waiting for that day when we finally, you know, I know the harpoon's ready, and I know you, you, you know, Riley's out there going after the whales. I know Riley's out there going after the whales. I mean, are you ready for that big one? Like, do you have that one stored away, or are you just playing it safe? And when the moment happens, yeah, when it happens, it happens. When it happens, it happens. So, uh, <laughs> we'll we'll get we'll cross that bridge when it comes to it. Uh, Boys, give me one second. I'll be right back. While Toby steps away there a little bit, yeah. I want to take this moment here and uh, let's go through some of these. Um, hey, we're going to do a little heat talk too, man. Appreciate it, Jamie. Um, I know. Oh, well, we got Bam over Giannis. All right. We got that going on. 
But um, hey, again, guys. I don't know about that, but... <laughs> I don't know. Right now, yeah, fuck it, man. Bam all day, baby. Um, oh wait, look at this guy. Look at this clown, Charlie Ward over PJ Brown. <laughs> nah, you ain't winning that one, Chris. I love you, bro, but you ain't winning that one. Um, but anyway, uh, if you're watching right now, uh, please, if you can, man, give us a, a little like, a subscribe button, or a follow button, wherever it is you're watching. Facebook, I see that's where a lot of our comments are coming. But if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe. Um, and if you haven't joined, uh, please join the new Facebook group that we started. So, yes, yeah. you want to say something? There? You, you got the. Not only is Charlie Ward a New York Nick, he's also <laughs> a fucking Florida State Seminole. Fuck that guy. All right. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Um, but yeah, if you're if you're on Facebook, um, or if you're not, just hop on Facebook, go into the groups, uh, or go to Lemon City Live. If you just anywhere you find Lemon City Live, you'll find it in the group section there. If not, but it's a little group. We want to make a little area for everybody to go in there, share their thoughts, continue these conversations that we're having on the podcast, you know, throughout the week online on the Facebook group. So please, if you can, um, you know, join that, help us out, spread the word, give us a little share. But yeah, I think that's the, the big thing. And then, obviously, LemonCityLive.com. Uh, but in the meantime, while we wait for Tobin to get back, our boy, TD, TD who's not here right now because, mm-hmm. like we said at the beginning of the show, he's, you know, he's doing his back, highlight thing. He's back in highlight, baby, you know. Yeah, so it's, uh, his, uh, what is it, from Wednesday to Sunday? I think those are the days, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monday, Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday to Sunday, it's just, you know, he's slinging that pelota and yeah. uh, the sesta. Over on the fronton for for full speed, bro. So remember, uh, I, I got to watch some of it on the YouTube. So on the YouTube, on the YouTube man, you're old, dude. You're old. I'm gonna go hang out with Charlie Huff and have a drink. <laughs> I was on the line, on the line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. With but all right, and if you're watching, man, put put some more questions up there. Put some more questions. What do you? What are you? We're gonna talk a little heat, man. Let's see. Let's see what. Uh, well, I still, actually, wait, there was a heat question earlier in here. Give me a second. Uh, let me scroll up here. Mm-hmm. Got to scroll up a lot, man. I appreciate all the comments, all the all the questions so far, man. You guys have been great. Um, oh, we have, this is one. Tobin, do you think the heat would have swept in the finals this year? All right, we'll ask him. We'll ask him. Uh, I don't know if I was swept in the finals, but, and uh, let's see. That would be, that would be amazing. Can you imagine? I mean, like, I'll say yes, you know, like, who the fuck am I, you know? <laughs> I'll say hell yeah. Uh, let me see. I think there was another one. Somebody, there was, a, there was a comment here about best hair. Hold on. That's what I wanted to talk about. Best baseball hair? No, man. Your boy. Your boy uh, with the braids, yeah. man. Oh, wait. Tom is back. There you Hello. go. Hey, welcome back. <laughs> We're just catching up with some questions here. Someone wanted to know if uh, he would have swept in the finals this year, man. I mean, why not? I think uh, I, the, one of the big things with the heat that I want to know this year, and I do think that's one of the things that not having a crowd is going to suck. Is I, I, I wanted a lot of answers with mm. what they were going to be like in the playoffs because typically NBA, you get into the playoffs, uh, usually the growth is kind of slow. And so I think it would have been good to see how the young guys react. Um, they were very Jekyll and Hyde road and home this year. Yeah. So I think a lot of those things would have been huge answers, and I do think that uh, would have been tough. But, I mean, look, uh, they have – if they would have gotten matched up with Milwaukee, they have uh, something in Bam Adebayo against Giannis that no other team has when it comes to matching up with that guy. So 
I do think that that would have been a uh, a big swing for them as far as that series was concerned. Would that have led to them winning? I don't know. I, I do think that they would have had to have their toward shooting, which sometimes can be tough to rely upon in the postseason. But um, I like a lot of their pieces, man. You know, we were talking about this today. Somebody brought up, like, would you take a 50% chance at Giannis, a 70% chance at Bio, which you'd have to trade for, or 90% at Oladipo? And, like, everybody obviously is like, oh, you, you tell me you got a 50% chance at Giannis? I want Giannis. It's like, yeah, but what if I guaranteed you you could add Victor Oladipo to this team, basically? Um, if you added just – you know, you swapped out Victor Oladipo for Kendrick Nunn, basically, and you had the shooters with Jimmy Butler, Victor Oladipo, and Bama Bio. I mean, those three guys defensively in a postseason series, that's a nightmare. I mean, an absolute nightmare with the shooting that you have on it. Um, I really do feel like this team, if they had that one more go-to wing scorer, um, I think they'd be really, really set up to, to win the East. I really, really do. Uh, and if that, if that ends up being Giannis, fantastic. But uh, <laughs> if it doesn't, I don't feel like – I just feel like with the emergence of Bam, who's just been so special this year, um, I do feel like that he's he, that they didn't know he was going to be this this quickly. I think they had really high hopes for him. Yeah, but I think that look, he's emerging into a star. That's just that's just the facts of it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that they may need a, uh, a a a orca of that proportion with Giannis. It'll be nice. Riley ain't going to say no. Of course, but it's uh, but I think if if it's a, a guy who's under the level of Giannis, but it's just added and it becomes that that three-man wheel between them both with the shooting that Duncan has. If you don't have to give up Tyler Hero in that case, if you bring it back Goran Dragic, I mean, I, I just think they're set up fantastic. I really, really do. This has been this has been a, a, a huge jump for him in that regard. Let me tell you, if the Heat do end up getting Oladipo, that, that team would give me a sort of 2004 Pistons vibe just with more, you know, fun personalities. Mm-hmm. Kind of because they have, you know, they have their – they're too small – uh guard types and then they have bam who's their big man yeah and then and then you just you hit it where you'd fill it in with whatever two shoes were going right whether it be tyler and duncan goron and duncan um you know hell if myers comes back myers and you know if myers starts stroking a little bit more uh kelly olenic has a hot hand going something like that you know like whoever's going right uh, we, we could just be uh, a huge addition to him. And I think that, yeah, I really, I think because of what Bam's turned into, it doesn't have to be that seismic uh, an acquisition for the Heat to think finals in this in, in their mentality. Maybe if they're out West, it would be that case. Yeah. But I think, uh, with the East, you know, you got to worry about the Bucks. And if, let's just say theoretically Giannis does stay there. Um, you know, I mean, it's it, Jason Tatum certainly turning into a monster. So mm-hmm. I think that's going to make Boston a problem. I don't know what the ceiling of Toronto is going to be and, and how long this chemistry uh, vibe will last with them. Um, KD and Kyrie are going to become a, a thing, uh, although Kyrie and, and him haven't played together. And Kyrie's yeah, I'm always, super skeptic on that one. Yeah, Kyrie's, Kyrie's always hurt. KD's coming off an Achilles. You know, there's talk of them trying to get Bradley Beal too. Obviously, that would make them an absolute monster if they were able to get him. But um, – I just think, yeah, I think if they, I think because of a band, like they, the Heat are definitely, they're definitely set up to be a problem for sure. I like, I like the Oladipo addition possibility. I didn't really thought about it. I know Boy can sing, man. Did you see him on Mass Singer? No. I, what? He, he, no, no, he can sing. 
he's got pipes, man. Like Ken Jong was the only one who guessed it was him. Uh, I was, yeah, that was that was last season. So sorry, spoiler. He was in Mass Singer. Yeah, was man. Well, he was uh, he was a character called the Thingamajig. It was like this big Thingamajig, <laughs> you know, like that. But hey, I'm telling you, man, the show. I it's one of the one of the things about quarantine now, life, man, is that we've gotten into these weird shows, and <laughs> I, I've become a. This is uh, we just finished season three of Mass Singer, ended this week, so I got all excited about that, watching that. Um, but yeah, yo, Victor Lodipo, he, he's got some pipes, man. He can sing. Well, there's no uh, shame in watching the Mass Singer. Everybody was watching Tiger King for him. So. Yeah, bro, <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. Mass Singer is for fine. sure, man. But yeah. Yeah, but if uh, if you could have Oladipo, like you said, at ninety percent, or or Bradley Beal at seventy, where where do you where do you fall on that one? I said this today. I said if you're telling me basically a guarantee that I could get Victor Oladipo, so I'm assuming that. All right, we're signing him in 2021. So we're going to go another year, no big trade, another year of BAM. We'll see what Tyler turns into. But you're telling me that the move is Victor. Victor Oladipo wants to be here, uh, and you could just sign him outright. Um, I'm down with that. I think that that's a, I think that's a good move, you know, um, more so than a coin toss. That's me thinking it today. I mean, yeah. like if, <laughs> if, if, if the Bucks have a hugely embarrassing exit to the playoffs, then they lose to the Heat. And I feel like uh, – and I feel like Giannis is uh, is done with there with uh, with Milwaukee. Like he feels like he's done all he could do. Then maybe I think differently. Then I don't think it's a fifty percent chance. But if you're telling me it's a coin toss chance for Giannis, or it's a it's a it's a certainty that I get Victor, yeah, I would. I think that that's a good enough addition for them to get through the East. I really do. Maybe we dodge a bullet, right? <laughs> uh, the hero ever comment on the hero song or the Bugger Bro song? Huh? I don't know. Bucket Bros is uh, five reasons. I think they may have like played it for him. So maybe, maybe Skolnick played it for him. Okay. Uh, I don't think he's ever, not that to my knowledge, has ever commented on any of my, uh, any of my songs for him, either the Baby Goats or the uh, Enrique Iglesias or uh, my Tiger King song for him. He's too busy uh, being buried in Instagram models, right? Dude, this like this guy's living the life. I yeah. mean. And nobody, nobody's, nobody's living it up like a twenty-year-old NBA player should, like Tyler here. <laughs> I'll give him that. I'll give him that. But I'm yeah. happy he cut those braids, man. You saw he saw he got rid of them. That was it's a short-lived thing. thing. I'm, I'm glad yeah. that was short-lived. That wasn't. I, I just thought it was funny how crazy people got with him. I'm just like, yeah, he's twenty. Who cares? Doing something <laughs> silly. <laughs> it's too much, man. Doing something. He's. Uh, it was. It was funny where uh, Jimmy said he was on like an Instagram live. And he goes, he's just a very confused young man. He's from Milwaukee. He's from Wisconsin. He thinks he's black. He's a confused. He's a confused kid. <laughs> I mean, what do you think happens to young people when they're from a small town type of area? They they get a lot of money in Miami. Like they go crazy. Oh yeah, and he loves like yeah. He's got like I know he's showing off the ice today on Instagram and whatnot. He's living like yeah. he's good. Exactly. You know they they say look they they say he busts his ass so. If he wants to go have fun, that's you know that's and he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna end up flaunting it on on Instagram. That's just how it is these days. Imagine if Michael Beasley had Instagram when he came into uh, <laughs> came into the league. I mean, come on, man. That one hurts, man. I really wanted him to be good, man. I was I was high on Beasley. I was Look, high on him. Coming he out was not. He was high on himself too. I know, man. <laughs> That's why I thought it was harsh when the Heat like suspended Deion Waiters like ten games for the gummies. I'm like, really? Have Michael Beasley on the team? That's, yeah, <laughs> back three times. It seems it seems strong. I know Deion's messed up a lot, but geez, 
Yeah. <laughs> they were just looking away and get rid of him. Oh, we got some Michael Beasley love on the. I do think. Bees, though. I think bees. Like, if bees played in today's, it's weird to say this because it doesn't feel that long ago. But if bees would have been drafted uh, in 2020 rather than 2008, I feel like he would have flourished a lot more because it's he. He was, you know, the the the, the knock on him was always he was a, a tweener, and like they always tried to is he a power forward? Is he a small forward? Can he guard small forwards? But he's too small to be a power forward. Like this was a, these were talks we would have. And you would never talk about that stuff today. You'd just be like, yeah, go get buckets, Michael Beasley. Go do your thing. Um, I remember, you know, being like upset because Spo, you know, would want to go to these 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 veteran lineups at the end of this thing. And I'm like, yeah, this thing's going to work with Wade and Beasley. It's going to work with Wade and Beasley. Like, you know, I know that they've eventually been plotting all along that it was going to be the big three. But look, they wanted the number two. You don't want the number two overall pick to work out. Of course you do. Um it just, uh, it just, it, it just didn't, it didn't. You had a, you had a young yeah. coach who was trying to win every game that he could to have the trust of a, mm-hmm. a superstar in his prime, and with with bees, it just, you know, it just wasn't clicking. He was just an immature guy, and uh, it was kind of like he was like the square peg in the round hole that they couldn't figure out at that time. I think if it was today, a little bit more of an innovative Eric Spolstra, more of a freelancing. NBA, I think he would do a lot better, even though so, he's play like a defense. So Beasley was ahead of his time, is what you're saying? In a way, like <laughs> I think he is. I think he is a way a, a, ahead of his time player. Now, look, came into the league plenty when there was positionless, and he still wasn't. I mean, he tried him one year with the big three. It just didn't. Yeah. Didn't click. Um, but he's also, you know, I tell you one thing. He's also an, another guy who just gives fantastic interviews. He's a very introspective guy, honest guy. Uh, yeah, he really yeah. is. Like he's, he talks about being like, you know, I remember him talking. This was when I was producing for Hawk and Saz, you know, talking about just how nervous he was to be with the big three that he just didn't want to screw it up. Um, they didn't want to, uh, you know, that he didn't want to be the guy who ruins it for, for everybody. They were already a champion at that point. Um, but you know, it just, it just didn't happen. And then you had the, uh, the, the third stint where he came back. Uh, in the midst of the year after China, and uh, you know he had like he had he had he had a couple of moments. He had a couple he had a couple of moments. Him and his boy, uh, uh, Bill Walker, like uh, uh, or Henry Walker, whatever the hell he was going yeah, by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I'll always have a special place in my heart for Beasley. I do, I do. I'm I'm with a lot of the, a lot of the people chiming in. I feel I I feel like with Beasley, man, homeboy had plenty of second chances though, man. Like you got to admit, like you said, three stints with the Heat. He was even on – was it last season? He started uh, the season with the Lakers with LeBron. Mm-hmm. He was on that the, the first Laker-LeBron squad. I mean, I don't think he made it out of, like, uh, beginning of the season or something. I don't know. I know he was, didn't stick around for the whole year. But he's had plenty of uh, opportunities, man. I mean, yeah, that says something about the guy's character off the court. I guess he's likable enough that people keep bringing him back, like you're saying. I think everybody – I think he's a – you know, who's a, I think they say is a lot like that is Dion. Like, people like Dion as a guy. Off the court, he's not a bad guy. It's just he has this supreme confidence in himself. Uh, he thinks that he is a star level talent, and he's not. He's not, and it's not. It's not. That's not being a jerk. It's just that he is. You know, he's a guy who had a, a crazy blistering run with the Heat, uh, a crazy, you know, pretty good playoffs with the Oklahoma City Thunder. But you know, he does these things in waves, and then he'll be a mess. 
So, but he thinks yeah. that he's always he thinks that he's always at the level of Dwayne Wade, and he's not. <laughs> and he he had me fooled. Like I interviewed him at at Heat Camp when when that that day that I saw you, yeah. and um, and he had me fooled. I was like, after I, I finished the interview, and I was like, man, this guy's gonna have a crazy season. <laughs> he, I, I can tell that he's been preparing for this moment. And it just didn't happen, you know what I mean? Uh, he's a great, yeah. He's another one. He's a great interview. He's he's a he, yeah. he's he's kind of like a, you got to kind of get through everything because he like kind of mumbles and mm -hmm. he's got a quiet voice, but like he gives you some good stuff if you can sit down with him. Yeah. Um, I remember Leroy and I sat with him at media day one year, and he was talking about uh, we were bringing up uh, what was it like waiting through uh the Gordon Hayward negotiations, and he goes and Leroy goes, yeah, you probably think you're better than him, and he's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like he can <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I dig it, man. I dig it. Oh wait, who's the who's the better fifty-five? White chocolate, Duncan Robinson, or Eddie House? Mm. Oh my God, Dunks! Even if he doesn't have the ring yet, Dunks is my Dunks is my guy. So I'm gonna go. I think Dunks Dunks is a is a is a a, a ridiculous shooter from another another dimension. He's sick. And he's kind of, you know, he's like, you know what the thing that I love about Dunks? I remember, uh, I remember Jimmy saying this is opening press conference where he's like, yeah, Duncan, Duncan's got some shit to him. Like he, he's got some swag. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't picture that with Duncan Robinson. I just picture. No, I don't picture that either. Just hitting his threes, and no, like you could tell, like he is. I mean, watching him, uh, you know, being to a lot of the home games this year, that dude feels it, and he feels himself, and he gets pumped up, and I love it. What what's his uh, does he have a nickname yet? Duncan Robinson. I call him the Stroke Man. Duncan Strokenson. Duncan Strokenson. Strokenson. Yeah. I wanted to call him Swish Family Robinson. That works too. Stroke and Stroke and Robinson. Stroke and Family Robinson. Whatever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I got and now and now just dunks. Just love him. Love him. Whoa, whoa! More IG models than hero. Oh. I can see that he's sneak. You know what the thing is, with hero. I mean, with Duncan, he's not on, he's not like he doesn't post anything on social media, so he's just sliding through the comments. Yeah, <laughs> DM, DM. No? I like it. Yeah, man. Stroke D, dude. I'm telling you, man. I'm, I'm hoping I, someone asked earlier, um, if we think the season's gonna finish. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, we were talking about it. I, I'm still optimistic that they'll figure it out. I think they're going to finish. I think NBA is going to do something, but I do think it's going to be weird. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be, I think we're going to be happy about it because I think we obviously miss basketball, but I do think that uh, not having the playoffs with any fans is going to, is going to feel strange, a little bit empty, but uh, who knows? We, you know what? We don't, we don't know. I mean, maybe these turn out to be crazy competitive you know, pick up, feel like games, you know, that kind of, that kind of stuff. Who knows? Maybe we'll love it. Cause uh, I think a lot of people felt that way about the UFC. And uh, after watching a few cards, people really dug not having a crowd. I do yeah. think though, it's, I, I do think that that atmosphere though, it's almost, you know, they called the six man for a reason. I do think that that not having that element is going to be weird in the playoffs, but um, we're going to be so Jones for sports. We're going to love that. It's there anyway. Of course, man. Well, Edwin was hating on Bundesliga soccer. I was watching that shit and I was into it. You know what I mean? So, like, I liked it, dude. I mean, I'm, I'm a try, try. My soccer scars back there, so I am a soccer guy. But I got some. Really yeah, cool. yeah. I don't know why you weren't into it, dude. I, I, just, was, I, I was I, loving I, it. Honestly, man, I've I've become you know like I 
it just felt like a missing part, man. And and now we, we talked about basketball coming back and stuff. The other sport that, you know, runs kind of parallel with, with basketball that's been put on pause was hockey. I know we don't do a lot of hockey talk. I know we – Gus and I have been covering Panther games. Though. We were, we've been covering Panther games for the last three seasons now. Right. Um, so Gus and I do do a lot of Panther stuff. We keep up with it. But, yo, you have built this friendship and this, like, relationship with Sergey Borovsky that is just – Bro, oh, like, how you say that he's like the coolest guy and that he's really nice. And I watch the interviews, and homeboy's there struggling with the English, but he keeps it up. He keeps going. Like, tell us how does how does this happen, and how happy were you to, to to talk to him again recently? Oh man, I was thrilled. I was thrilled because uh, the lat we, you know, the way this works is, um, you know, I set it up. They have a great PR lady, Adeline. Um, who, who sets up the sit downs with Bob and, you know, a lot of it's made uh, on availability. We've been doing it pretty regularly all year. You ba- we tried doing it like twice a month and I think we ended up doing like eight interviews. So that's about right. But there were a couple times there where like he would get hurt and, uh, you know, if he's hurt, they're not available. That's kind of the, that's the hockey rules. And so right before quarantine, Bob was on the mend. He was just coming back, but then they shut down the season and so I didn't get my last one with him. So uh, I ended up reaching out. He did that cool thing where he, do- he donated a hundred grand to mm-hmm. uh, to the to the arena workers. Yeah. Um, and he and he and him and his uh, his his best friend who's on the Rangers, Artemi Panarin, uh, they they donated masks. So they did some really cool work. And um, you know, I just I kept following up with her and following up with her. And she said, uh, "Yeah, this is the week. He's into doing it." And he really was. He was having to. He was having to talk again. He's just. He's just such a fascinating guy. It's unfortunate this hasn't been the best season for him. It's been. Yeah. It's, it's been terrible in a lot of ways. It's been the worst of his career. But he's also talked about that. Like he's been open about this has been difficult. I didn't. You know, know how much change was going to be here. I didn't know um, all that type of stuff. And you know, a lot of the times when we don't know the athletes and we don't get to sit down with them all the time, we're like, you make $70 million. I don't give a rat's ass. And that's fine. I don't, I don't <laughs> anybody for having that opinion because it's pro sports. You're here to entertain me. You make 70 million. I don't want to hear that. The, you know, the sad Russian guy is uh, always feeling because he can't get his, uh, his new house in order, but that is the case. Like they've been living in Columbus their entire lives. They had their best friends, uh, mm-hmm. errands while they were there. And then they kind of came here and didn't know anybody. And, uh bob was struggling i think he's been dealing with more injuries than he's let on uh which is a little bit worrisome because you know he's he's on this side of 30 they sign him long term he's the guy who's had groin injuries in the past and um so i certainly i am a little bit i i'm a little bit worried about that because i do think that's that's been part of the problem as well um we don't want another another uh luongo at the tail end of his career scenario you know what i mean you know, and and that's the thing. Unfortunately, thing. I just feel like if you've watched him, there's been so much. There's been too many flashes of spectacular that you're like, mm-hmm. God, this has to all come together at some point for a guy to have his kind of credentials. Yeah. But as far as a guy, I like talk. I don't know if there's a guy I enjoy interviewing more than him. He is. I have. I love his voice. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he's, it is. Dude. He, he's very introspective. Like it's a fascinating guy. He comes from a different part of the. He comes from damn Siberia. Um, he's, uh, he's, you know, the way I think people talk about, like, you know, the way people think, you know, talk about how Michael Jordan works, how Kobe Bryant works. That's how Bobrovsky works, man. Like every time, uh, practice is over, he has two more hours of work to do after practice is over. 
whether it's uh you know biking uh doing lifting uh watching film mind tests all this type of stuff meditation all these preparations and then he'll go interview for 10 minutes to allow his mind to to talk but uh it's been a fascinating experience i've loved every single one of those that we've done um it's uh, i wish more people cared about the panthers but that's their own doing that's that's the fact that they just haven't won mm-hmm. and have only made one the playoffs once in, you know the last 20 years so you know that that'll come with winning and i was hoping that this was going to be the year where they would get in the playoffs get people behind them because i do feel like people will get behind them i take my daughter to a ton of panthers games i don't think there's a better sport to take your your kids live to because of just how it's broken up into three periods and just to celebrate every time they score a goal, it's kind of like soccer. Like it's a, it's this huge celebration every time there's a goal. Yeah, they lift them up, the horns going off, the music's going off. They love Jimmy it. World, baby, Jimmy World. That's what I love. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, I completely See? agree with you though. Like when, when we first started covering Panthers hockey, you know, I was somewhat familiar with with hockey a little bit, but I was, you know, I wasn't a huge fan. I wasn't an expert by any means necessary, but but um, I had to learn a lot about hockey in order to write about it. And now it's my favorite thing to cover. Like I'll, I'll cover hockey before any other, any of the other teams that we cover, and that includes Dolphins, uh, college football, whatever, uh, all these soccer games that we cover. Yeah, this is our first. Actually, wait, wait. Can we say this is Puck Talk? We've been trying to do a hockey segment with a really shitty name, yeah, Puck Talk. So we're officially. This is we finally did it because we got yeah. Puck Talk. Because <laughs> we, we try, we try. We've had, um, we've had, you know, um. We do a little, we've done a little um, hockey talk and stuff, but mm-hmm. you know, it's not there. But we did start a Facebook group um, this week and we started, we did a poll about what's the favorite sports that people wanted to talk about and things like that. And we, we had some hockey people, man. We got a, yeah. a, a friend of mine from the Northeast up in Vermont. He's uh, Mike, he's a big hockey fan. Uh, yeah. Benny in Detroit, my, uh, another guy, um, Birdman down in Dallas. So we had, you know, we we're finding little pockets and stuff and, I think that was the most uh, hockey conversation we've ever had on any of our social media stuff. Like, like, like you were, you know, I, I, I say this to a radio, you know, as a guy who does a radio in South Florida, like I know what the bread and butter is. I know that it's, it's heat dolphins. I know yeah. it's certainly going to be heat to a, that's going to be what we're going to be talking about the majority of the time, all the time. Her, if the hurricanes are good, if the hurricanes are bad, that'll be a big topic, good or bad. If they're in the middle, probably not that much. Um, but I don't, I don't ever see a reason when you do a radio show and you do it five days a week that you cannot sprinkle in a little Marlins here, a little Panthers there. There's nothing wrong with it. Like you're gonna leave every view. What are you gonna? You're gonna get crazy because six texters are saying, "Who gives a who cares about hockey?" I do. You know what? Guess what? I gave you heat talk for ten second, ten segments. You'll hear my Russian goalie. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Actually, I wanted to ask you in in all your conversations with uh, Sergey, have you asked him if there was like if he did something like this in Columbus? Was there like a Brandon Tobin that used to interview him and really get to know him up in Columbus, or is this all new to him here? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't. And and the thing is funny is uh, I don't think he doesn't do. I know he knows George Richards. Okay. Like his George covered in Columbus too. Yeah, right. Yeah. Before with him, but George is a, is a newspaper. He doesn't. You know, how many sit downs are you doing with a newspaper reporter? Normally, these guys, you know, the Ira Windermans, the Barry Jacks, they're usually in, out, in, out, in, out. They got their questions. They're just there every day. So yeah. they're long, they're long form. Is we're here every day. 
that's the rapport we have with these guys. Um, but doing like, you know, 10 minute sit downs, 15 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes sit downs with guys. Yeah. I don't know. I know he has some dude in Russia. I forget the guy's name. He's done a bunch of interviews with, but it's in Russian. So I don't know. I guess. <laughs> Russian Brandon, you know, something out there. Oh, listen, what is this? You talk to the American. <laughs> you think you are Floridian. Yeah, you got all the sunny aisles up in I've <laughs> 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 been excited right now. Like, oh man. But yeah, no, we've we've uh you know, being up there in the press box for all those Panther games, yeah, we know exactly that's how it is, man. They're in and out. Gus and I, we you know, we we take our time because we we do what Gus, like how many if they play almost do like almost every other game almost for the uh, most home part. Game? Yeah. So there's like what, there's forty one or forty two home games? Forty one? 41. 41. Okay. So we'll, we'll probably do like, like 32 games. Something. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're up there a lot, man. So, you know, we saw, we saw the, the Luongo, the Rhymers, and Mont, mm-hmm. what's the, what's the other goalie's name? The, the young cat, Mont, Mont, Mont and Bloom. Mont and Bloom. Yeah. See, Montembeau. don't, don't drop one of those foreign, uh, what was it? You said, um, Man, you said a name earlier when you were talking about Hrabowski up in Columbus, one of his buddies. Oh, the guy, the guy that plays in the Rangers. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. From Aaron. yeah, the yeah, Brandon. There you go. Man, you got the names down tight, man. I'm, I'm always messing those up. <laughs> Bro, if sports talk doesn't work out for you, you can always work for the UN, man. Who <laughs> <laughs> oh, knows, man? As the, as the years go on, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Brendan, man, thank you so much for joining us once again, being our first ever Friday happy hour guest. I, I ran know, out, uh, man. Out, yeah, man. Yeah. That's, that's how you know the show's over, you know what I mean? <laughs> I finished it, man. Finished it. Yeah, dude, Toby, man. Appreciate it, man. Always, always fun to have you on. Mm-hmm. Always welcome. You know, I know Gus is uh, your Star Wars guy. I think. Uh, yep, he's right. a official correspondent. I'm, I'm, I'm your official Star Wars correspondent. You know, when yeah. is the, the planet? So is, is it coming back in the fall? What? I didn't hear what you said. What did you say? Mandalorian. When is that coming back? Mandalorian. Oh man, when does that come back? I think it's coming uh coming back next year. Wow. Damn. Yeah, yeah. It always makes you wait forever. But but uh the Disney Plus is adding um a couple more shows. They're doing a show for Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan Kenobi's getting his own show. Cool. Yeah, with Ewan McGregor. So that should be fun. Look at that, dude. Yeah. Well, Star Wars talk on the show again, man. Not bad. <laughs> It's the kind of worse for me, though, man. I'm going to start getting into drywall talking stuff, and we don't want that. I don't think we have time no, for that. No, 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 no. <laughs> Real quick, Tobin, was there drywall on the Death Star? Come on, yeah, right? There has to be, man. I'm not going to do this again, dude. <laughs> like, they don't have anything better at that point? I don't know. People always say, like, right? the Star was in the past or is in the future because they said it was a galaxy long ago, far, far away. So was it in the past? So would they have had drywall, or is it in the future because there's I, lasers I and just, something better than that? My argument is, and I'll just leave it at this because we've we've gone on and nauseam about this, but I, my argument is the Death Star's a damn planet, man. There's got to be like uh, an office in there that handles payroll or something and accounting. Not everything is metal and lasers. You know, there's got to be like some guy <laughs> who's like just punching in a time card and he just hates it. Is like a storage closet? Yeah, I feel like there's got to be, you know, not like I said, not everything is is is, is lasers and, and metal and all this weird stuff. There's got to be just like a regular guy on a desk who's just doing his job and he hates it. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I think that there's got to be like some drywall in there. It's not all doom and gloom, you know? It's, Durasteel, see, look at that. We got. I thought that'd be very disappointing if there was drywall. <laughs> there's some internal plumbing in there too. You know, if there's a bathroom somewhere deep inside, 
you know, there's got to be, you know, they're not going to patch it up with Dura steel or whatever. They're just going to put up some drywall and, you know, clear it up and some drop ceiling and they're good. You know, there's got to yeah. be some contractors there, right? Laborers just like everyone else. But anyway, yeah. I guess I'll go ahead and take too long. But, oh, to answer your question, the Mandalorian's come back in the fall, I guess. That's oh, what happened. Oh, shit, this fall. There we go. Evan, Evan is one of one of my co-hosts on my other podcast called We Ain't Found Sith, which is a super nerdy podcast. You should check it out. I will. <laughs> is it about Star Wars? Can I bone up on it? Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, we talk Star Wars. We talk everything. Everything you think of nerdy shit, and that's what we're talking about. <laughs> I like Mandalorian because I like I like Baby Yoda and I like uh, Gina Carano. But yes, um, but Leroy, Leroy, and Robbie are super into it. And I'm like, I, I got to catch up on this stuff. I don't know what they're talking. About. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to feel left out. Like Leroy, yeah. Leroy did that with Game of Thrones. I feel like I owe it to him to do it with Star Wars. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are two that I'm. I'm just. I don't know, man. <laughs> I get it, dude. I watched yeah. The Walking Dead. I haven't even finished that because all this Corona stuff canceled the the filming of a lot of uh, these shows and the editing. So I've been waiting for the last episode of the season for like since this thing started. You know, <laughs> so I'm just Dang. like whatever, bro. But, but yeah, man, we don't want to hold you up anymore, Brandon. Thank you so much again, man, for for, for for being a part of the show, helping us out. Um, all the guys that watched, everyone that with the comments that, that stuck around from start or even caught a little bit, thank you so much. Remember, check out the Facebook group. Um, yeah, the reason for Dwayne Wade Boulevard right there, man. God, dude, that's that's got to be front and center on like any uh, job application, right? Or like your LinkedIn. <laughs> Look at that. That's sweet. That's what's up. <laughs> Oh, oh, was there drywall on an aircraft carrier? Yes, there was. That store is a military station. Boom. There you go, bro. <laughs> Finally, I got somebody on my side with that one. But, but yeah, okay. Anyway, enough. Thank you guys. Good night. So much for watching. Uh, we'll be back Tuesday, Gus, right? Yep. We'll Tuesday. Back the show. Uh, thanks again for watching. We love you. Good night. Good night. I wrote a song about it. Like the kid, here go. Oh, no! How dare you? Stop being a bitch! Oh. Let's see live every Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Records played on Wednesday. <laughs> Lemon City. La, 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 la. I'm always happy to jump on with uh, my favorite lemon heads.